everybody. We're so glad that you're tuning in to our midweek service. Hopefully you and your family, you're doing well. We miss you. And hopefully sooner rather than later, we're gonna be meeting back together. We're gonna be worshiping and fellowshipping, but uh, we're praying for you and uh, just so glad that you're tuning in. Uh, But tonight I wanna share a message entitled Spring Cleaning. Okay, because that's what we're doing at the Jackson House right now. And I don't know if you're all about spring cleaning. I don't know if you dread it, but I'm the latter. I do not look forward to spring cleaning at all, but that's what my wife Whitney has us doing uh, right now. But I think all of us, we know what spring spring cleaning is. It's where you get down, you get dirty, uh, you do some deep cleanings, you get behind the fridge, you get under the couch, you go out to the porch, you go in the closet, you go in the garage. And the whole point is to do some really extensive cleaning to make your house look good. And so normally, I, I have to be honest with you, normally I try to check out when Whitney gets in these spring cleaning modes. Normally, uh, it's either before or after Easter, Whitney gets just, here we go, we're locked in, we're loaded, and we're doing this, we're doing that. We have lists. We have charts. I feel like she's even made a few graphs before. But normally, I try to I try to stay busy doing other things. But unfortunately, with this COVID-19, I don't have anywhere to go. So I'm in the middle of this with my family, and, and we're getting down, and we're doing all of this stuff. But, um, you know, basically, what we're doing at our house is, is we're going through this list, and we're trying to get our place ready, looking good, because it's been, you know, a long winter. Uh, we're we're cleaning the tops of the fans, and it's, I don't know how they get dirty so fast, and we're just doing a whole lot of things. Um, it's so interesting how quickly your house can accumulate just a bunch of junk and how things can get dirty, but I'll tell you what, after every time we, sp- we spring clean, we're happy that we did it, and I always find like a dozen pair of socks that I've lost. We find like uh, Cheerios in every nook and cranny of our house. We find hard fruit snacks and all that, so be praying for us right now. But I know a lot of you too as well, you're doing some extensive cleaning because you're at your house. And listen, just like during spring cleaning, maybe we don't like to do it, but we realize how necessary it is. It's the same thing when it comes to things in our own life, right? Every once in a while, it's good to take inventory of how you're doing, how you're doing spiritually, emotionally, physically. And it's good to get rid of some things that maybe you need to get rid of. And it's good to to grab some things that you need. And so basically, that's what I want to talk about just for a little while tonight. You know, sometimes in our life, without even knowing it, we can pick up some bad habits. We can get caught doing some things that we don't wanna do. And I think this is a perfect time right now to focus in on what God has for us and how we want to live our life. You know, I think we know this, but we live in a world that's fallen. We live in a world that's sinful. We live in a world that's bad. And without knowing it, sometimes we can pick up some of that stuff. Sometimes some of that stuff can get inside of us. And our themes for spring cleaning are always just get rid of it right? Just get rid of it. And so what I want to talk about tonight is some things specifically that we need to get rid of right now in this season so we can be closer to God, so we can live an abundant life, so we can live a blessed life, and so that we will make God proud. So that's what we're going to talk about. The main focus, once again, is going to be things that we need to get rid of right now. And if you look at the screen below me, I want to share John chapter 2, verse 13. And here's what the Bible says. It says, the Passover of the Jews was at hand and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. 
In the temple, he found those who were selling oxen and sheep and pigeons, and the money changers were sitting there. And making a whip of cords, he drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen. And he poured out the coins of the money changers, and he overturned the tables, verse 16, and he told those who sold pigeons, take these things away. Do not make my father's house a house of trade. Then he says, his disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. So basically, Jesus is walking in uh, to the temple. It's during Passion Week. He sees all this bad stuff that's going on. People are trying to make money off other people. People are, are, are basically taking advantage of people. It's become just a place of almost like a market. And so Jesus says, you know what? I need to make my whip. I need to do a few spankings. I need to do some spring cleaning. So what does he do? He kicks these people out and he restores kind of what the temple should have been for a long time. Jesus knew that there was a time that he needed to cleanse uh, the temple. And I think right now, you know, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And I think it's important, again, that we cleanse some things in our life so we can live the life that God wants us to live. So we're going to jump into these three points. It's only going to be probably seven to 10 more minutes, but I really want you to focus. What is God saying to you specifically right now? Three things that we have to get of right now in this season. And listen, as we know, we're living in unprecedented times. I mean, things are just weird. If we can be honest, things are just weird. I, I mean, you go to different places and it's like a ghost town. You go to Lowe's or Walmart, there's like a million people that are there. But there's concern, not just in America or Texarkana, there's concern all over the world. But I think this is an opportunity that we may never get in our lifetime to focus on God, to focus what God wants and to get things out of our life that need to be out of our life. And I don't know about you, but I want to choose to get rid of some things. I wanna to choose to take advantage of this moment. I wanna be close to God. So let's jump in. The first thing that we need to get rid of is things that don't fit, okay? How many people know when you're going through doing some spring cleaning, when you're looking in your closet, if you're like me, you have things in your closet that just don't fit you anymore, okay? Maybe they used to fit. Maybe they were your favorite shirt or pants or jacket or shoes, but they just don't fit anymore, right? But you keep them around for one of two or three reasons. Number one, you're just lazy and you're like, I'm not gonna clean out my closet. Number two, maybe there's some nostalgia there. You like that shirt, you know, or three, you have hope that, you know what? I'm gonna get back in shape and I'm gonna be able to wear this shirt again. Well, for me, uh, I have my closet has several shirts and pants in it that I, I keep as motivational items, okay? I'm like, I can't wear that right now, but I'm gonna be able to wear it in the future. And, and basically, Whitney, uh, she always gives me a hard time about this. Just the other day, she was like, Travis, this shirt hasn't fit you in seven years. Just give it away. But I got it in my closet because I'm gonna do some push-ups and I'm gonna get ready, okay? But there's some things in our life that just don't fit. And when things don't fit, listen, you don't try to wear them. You need to get rid of them. You need to donate those things and check it out. It's the same thing with our life. Sometimes in our life, we can do things or say things that really don't fit who we are anymore. Think about it. Before you were saved, if you were like me, you probably did some things. You probably said some things that you shouldn't have. You, sh you probably acted a certain way that you knew uh, was wrong. But now you're a Christian. Man, that stuff doesn't fit anymore. 
But how many people know, sometimes even though we're saved, sometimes things can kind of creep back in our life. And sometimes we can try to wear things that just don't fit us anymore. Um, you know, when we invite Jesus into our life, there's this thing that happens and you begin to change. You begin to transform, okay? You know, I can remember when I was saved, there were some things in my life that just immediately changed for me. Okay? There's other things that took a gradual progression for me to get rid of them. But if, if I'm to be honest here tonight, you know, sometimes you know, I, I can just have a, a thought that doesn't fit anymore. I can have a mindset that doesn't fit anymore. I can say something or do something that just doesn't fit who I am anymore. Anybody out there? And how many people know if it doesn't fit, we need to get rid of it, particularly in our life right now. Uh, over time, if we are not close to God, over time, if we are not checking ourselves, we can have things creep up in our life, things that we used to do that we know shouldn't be there. And that's why we need to be proactive and sweep it out, get it out, give it to goodwill, do something because if it doesn't fit, we don't need to keep it around. Uh, and just like that shirt in the closet with me, if it doesn't fit, do something with it. You know, there's this interesting story in the Bible about Lazarus. Lazarus was uh, a friend of Jesus. Lazarus, his, his uh, sisters were Mary and Martha. And if you remember the story, he gets sick. And Mary and Martha come to Jesus and they say, our brother's really sick. Can you do something? Can you help him? Can you heal him? Well, Jesus stayed back for a few days. And when he finally gets to, uh, to where he is, we learn that Lazarus, he's died. And so, you know, Jesus, you know, the story, Jesus, he brings him back to life. But Jesus says something really interesting at the end of the, that little story. He says this, take off his grave clothes and let him go. See, he had burial clothes on. These were not clothes that you wore to the store. These aren't clothes that you wore to school or to work. You did not go out to dinner with burial clothes. See, because listen, when you are alive, you don't wear things that are dead. When you're alive, you don't wear this stuff that maybe you used to wear because Lazarus, he's alive. He doesn't need to wear dead stuff anymore. And it's the same thing in our Christian life. Once God has saved us, once we have, we've made the change, once we have repented of our sins, we don't want to go back to doing some of that stuff that we used to do. And I want to ask everyone in here tonight, are you wearing things that don't fit anymore? Are you watching movies that don't fit anymore? Are you talking to people that don't fit anymore? Are you, are you doing things that don't fit anymore? Are you going places that don't fit anymore? Because if you are, listen, you're a Christian. Turn away from those things, get rid of those things, and let's follow Jesus with our whole heart. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11 says, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I gave up childish ways. Listen, whether we've been a Christian for uh, a month, a year, 10 years, 50 years, we want to mature. We want to get closer to God every single day. You know, if over the last few months or last few years, your relationship with God has kind of went down and maybe you started to do things, say things, um, act certain ways that you know you don't need to, listen, take it off, throw it away, give it to goodwill, but let's get rid of that stuff that doesn't fit anymore. Amen? Here's the second one. Uh, the next thing that we need to get rid of is things that could cause us harm. You know, uh, I have three kids now. I have a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a one-year-old. And I can remember when we first had my son, Gabe, uh, when he started to crawl, particularly when he started to kind of pull himself up and started to walk, we realized, man, we have to child-proof our house. 
You know, we, we don't want him in the sink. We don't want him getting into bad stuff. We had to, I had to realize, you know what? I have some weights laying around the house. Like I need to get rid of those things. You know, I had to make sure we put up sharp objects, make sure my guns were stored away because we did not want to cause harm uh, to my son. And it's the same thing with my one-year-old daughter now. Like we're back in that mode. Like we need to make sure everything is safe so she can't hurt herself. I want you to think about Samson for a second. This is a great picture of a guy who constantly put himself in position to hurt himself and to hurt others. But we remember Samson. Samson had long hair. Samson had great strength. Samson was a Nazarite. Samson was anointed by God. Samson was a vessel to defeat the Philistines for Israel. But we also remember this same guy. He constantly put himself in position to harm himself and to harm others. Samson liked the vine a little too much. Samson liked going around dead things a little too much. Samson liked women a little too much. If you read about his life, I mean, this guy's marrying this foreign girl that the Bible and God told him not to. Uh, Samson hooks up with the prostitute. That's not a good idea. He marries Delilah. That's a terrible idea, right? And we know because of him, you know, just being around things that he shouldn't, he ended up getting his hair cut. He lost his anointing from God and his life was cut short. And I know none of us in here, we want, we don't want to be in that position. But if we put our around harmful things, things that the Bible tells us not to do, we are putting ourselves in harm's way and we're going to limit what God can do in our life. We're going to end up hurting ourselves and hurting people around us. You know, I want you to look at your life right now. Uh, is there potential around you or is there potential in things that you're doing that can harm you? Check it out. Uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, there can be. A lot of times we can put ourselves in position uh, to, to not be blessed by God. A lot of times we can put ourselves in position to be harmed. Listen, I don't want us to do that and God doesn't either. So what are some things that can harm you? Let me tell you, toxic relationships can harm you. Being in a, uh, having a boyfriend or a girlfriend that just talks down to you, that, that it's just a bad relationship, that can hurt you. Bad friendships are harmful. They can mess you up. A uh, sin. You know, pornography, sleeping around, popping pills, doing drugs, getting drunk. These things will harm you and they'll harm other people around you. Listen, unforgiveness, it will destroy you. Jealousy and pride, they will destroy you. No relationship with God. If you're putting yourself around these sins, if you're putting yourself around, you know, the wrong people, it's going to end up harming you. And that's what the enemy wants. The enemy wants to constantly push and prod us to get closer to the things of the world and not to the things of, the God, uh, things of God. Listen, the solution to this is this. Get this out of your life. If Samson could have just got a few things out of his life, I'm telling you, his story would have been different. You know, uh, get the relationships out, get the friendships out, get the, 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 the sin out, the drugs or alcohol, get it out and you will be so glad. Don't make it easy for the enemy. We want to make things hard for the enemy, okay? So that's the second point. Here's the third and final point uh, to get rid of things. Get rid of clutter in your life, okay? How many people know what clutter is? Clutter is kind of uh, hard to decipher what really is. It's kind of hard uh, to define, but it's that useless stuff that's kind of in your house. It takes up space. It has no purpose and it just piles up. You know, in our house, it's like we just have a lot of stuff. Sometimes it has no purpose at all. It's just there. It doesn't add to the value of our life and it just kind of accumulates. It gets bigger and bigger. You know, I, I think about our house, you know, uh, our kids' toys. They'll be a part of this toy. They'll be a part of this toy. We'll have 
puzzle pieces that we didn't even know we had the puzzle to. You know, I'll open my drawer and I end up finding candy wrappers or I'll find Trinity's pacifier. Or I'll find an old business card that I don't even know who this person is or, or our mail can kind of get it put in crazy places. It's just clutter. It has no purpose and it just takes up space. Uh, so clutter are those useless things that just take up space and don't have a purpose. And as I was praying about this message tonight, I really felt that uh, there was a couple things that, that can potentially clutter our mind. And those two things are fear and doubt. And these two things that clutter our thoughts have the potential to ruin great things in our life that God has, right? The enemy wants these things to clutter your life so you're not close to God, so you don't have peace, so you don't have joy, so you're not walking in the fulfillment that God has for us. So real quick, I want to look at these. The first one is fear. Some of us in here, maybe we struggle with fear. And it's constantly in your mind. It's constantly make, just tugging at you. You're constantly worrying throughout the day about certain things. Maybe the coronavirus has kind of caught you off guard. Maybe it's stirred some anxiety or some, some depression. Listen, God wants to replace that fear and he wants to give us faith. I love how David responded to the giant. You remember when David was a little kid, he was walking down that mountain. He saw this big, scary giant. Listen, he didn't get all fearful. Faith rose up inside of him. And he said, you know what? If God wants me to kill him, man, I'm going to kill this dude. I'm not going to cower down. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to trust God's word. And you know what? He walked in faith and he saw the victory. When fear creeps up in our mind, we have to take that thought captive. Listen, I'm not going to operate out of fear. I'm going to operate out of love. I'm going to operate out of faith. I'm going to operate out of these things, the fruits of the spirit. And also, you know what? It's good to take captive even the great things that God has done in your life before. Just as much as we push the bad things away, when we need to think about God at times when fear comes in and we need to remember how good God is. The second thing that the enemy wants to clutter is doubt. You know, if you look up the definition of doubt, it means uncertainty uh, or lack of conviction. Check it out. When we doubt God, it's because one of two reasons. Number one, we don't know what God is saying. We don't know what God is saying about a subject matter. You know, God speaks through his word. He th speaks through prayer. Or we just don't believe the promises that we've read in the Bible before. You know, tonight, do you believe that God loves you? Do you believe that God has a plan for you? Do you believe that you're more than an overcomer? Do you believe that God's going to take care of you and your family? Do you believe that God's going to provide for you? Maybe you've lost your job. Listen, I want you to know that is terrible and that is hard. But you know what? We serve a God who can do great things. We serve a God that can help you. We serve a God that can bring miracles. Stand on that. Don't operate in doubt. Don't operate in frustration. Don't operate in fear, but let faith rise up inside of you. You know, don't doubt those things. The world may tell you one thing, but I'm not worried about what the world says. I'm worried about what God says. We know what God says when we spend time with God, when we connect with God. And I just have, you know, just a, a prophetic word for some people. A lot of you, you're doing a lot of worrying right now. A lot of you are just, you're, you're so stressed out. And I'm not saying don't be concerned about some things and don't make preparation. But what I am saying Allow that to be channeled into worship and praise and connecting with God. It's going to change your outlook. It's going to change your mindset. If you change your mindset, you change who you are. You know, before I pray, now is the time to do some spring cleaning, okay? Now is the time to get rid of some stuff. Maybe you have some things in your life right now that don't fit. Listen, get rid of it. Maybe you have some things in your life right now that are causing harm. I'm telling you, get rid of it. Maybe you have some things in your life right now that are cluttering you from seeing God and connecting with God. Listen, get rid of those things. God is going to help you. You know, and as I was thinking about this just a few minutes ago, when you spring clean, not only do you get rid of stuff, but you may notice, man, I need something. You know, I need a new dustpan. I need some light bulbs. Maybe, maybe some of you right now, 
man, you need some more joy. You need some more time connecting with God. There's no greater time than right now to connect with the Lord. Listen, let me pray for you. Lord, we love you tonight. God, I pray for all my friends that are out there, they're listening. God, would you help us right now? Lord, the enemy is attacking, the enemy's coming. We recognize that. But Lord, we thank you that you're a God of the promise. You're a God of the breakthrough. So Lord, I pray right now that as you instruct us, God, we would let go of some things in our life that could hurt us. And Lord, we would grab upon things that are, that are gonna help us, that are gonna edify us. Lord, we wanna please you. Lord, bless my friends in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless.